Eight murders. Uh, no, nine, I corrected as I parked my Nash air flight behind the flashing black and white and flipped off the headlights. I returned the nod of a uniformed officer who stood beside the squad car, then glanced at the run-down brick tenement building on my right. Scrawled across the bottom right side in thick black letters was, Kilroy was here. It was 1948, and signs of the war still lingered. Like the other crime scenes, the building housed a lot of shell-shocked vets who eked out a survival in these south-side buildings. I left the car, hurried across the sidewalk, and up the uneven concrete steps to the building's entrance. This string of murders was the biggest case I'd ever worked. The newspapers had dubbed the killer the Bicycle Chain Strangler. We were scouring the city for a Nazi who got his kicks from watching American vets die slowly, while blood oozed from cuts inflicted by the murder weapon. A German bicycle chain. A Farad Fabrik Schauf, to be precise. How even a Nazi could choke the life from another man was beyond me, beyond any rational thinking man. The shrinks think they have it figured out, but those freaks aren't any more human than the lab rats they study. I grabbed the doorknob, a wobbly leftover from the twenties, and nearly yanked it free. No locks or buzzer, I noticed, as the door swung open. Just like all the others, yet the killer always entered through the fire escape. I released the doorknob, grabbed the door, and swung it open. A black blur shot toward me from within the dimly lit hallway. My hand jerked along the door's edge. Pain sliced across my palm. The cat scurried between my legs, forcing me off balance and into the door. The door, along with my body, banged to a bone-jarring halt against the wall. Christ, I shook the injured hand then raised it against the glare of flashing lights to stare out into the night. The cat had disappeared. Damn strays, I said, and fished a handkerchief from my back pocket. I began wrapping the cloth around my hand, but paused to stare at an old woman hobbling down the stairs of the building across the street. There was something familiar about her. The fundraiser my ex-wife Marilyn had been involved in two years ago. We'd rummaged through Marilyn's parents' attic, looking for old baby clothes to donate. Marilyn had cried that afternoon. An all-too-familiar stab of guilt called forth memory of how relieved I was that it was some old maid aunt's letters and not the baby stuff that got her worked up. Marilyn had filled five boxes with clothes and toys, two of which she had me haul to that old lady's apartment. The old lady, Gloria Hastings, and that's right, she was raising her two grandkids grandkids abandoned by their mother. Funny, the ones who don't give a damn have a bunch of kids. Those who want them, like Marilyn, can't. Sighing, I tucked the edge of the handkerchief in on itself against my palm. I shoved away from the door, stepped inside, and started up the stairs directly in front of me. I hiked to the third floor and continued down the hallway toward two uniformed officers who stood guard outside the last apartment on the left. A naked light bulb dangled from the ceiling by an open wire. Wallpaper, a dingy, thirty-year-old, pink-and-gray striped design, covered the walls. I couldn't miss the urine stains that marked the corners, and I shook my head. A dump of the first order. I stuffed the flip side of my badge into my front pocket. Jack Carter. I pointed to the badge and brushed past the officers into the grungy apartment. The forensic photographer, a new guy I hadn't met, 
straightened from where he bent over the body of a half-naked man lying next to a threadbare couch. The bustle of the other technicians at work, dusting for prints and combing the apartment for clothes, faded as I stopped at the body. The familiar bicycle chain bruise pattern marred his neck. I knelt beside the man, leaning in to get a better look. Thought this one would interest you, Detective Wallace said from behind me. Larynx crushed, I asked. Yep, but you've got a little addition. What? I tore my gaze from the neck. I still hadn't gotten used to the gruesome sight of the linked bruise marks and tiny chain cuts. Hell of a way to go. Look in his left hand, Wallace directed. I straightened, shifting my attention past the hairy torso and along his arm to his hand, half hidden by the flabby body.